The moment I stepped into the house, I was struck by a feeling of recognition. And it made no sense, because this was the first time I had set foot in Mary's new home. At first I thought, oh, she's furnished it like her old house, made the inside similar, so it looks the same. But as soon as I glanced around, I saw that wasn't true. The other place had been spare and white and modern, and here the walls were cluttered with floral paintings and thick blousy curtains. Understandable, as it was the only design that made sense in this old two-story house in the middle of nowhere. It even smelled different, like flowers and grass and the leftover wood smoke scent of a fire. It was almost like someone had recently burned a country house-scented candle you might buy at Walmart, one meticulously designed to capture what advertising executives deemed a homey scent. Hey, lady, Mary greeted me, smiling. It had been only six weeks since I'd seen my sister last, but she looked slightly different. Her hair was shorter, and she was wearing a cardigan rather than her usual T-shirt. How's James? Great, as usual. The reply came to me easily by now, automatically. Are you okay? Oh, terrific. The James question had apparently just been her warm-up. She had been asking this a lot lately. Lately meaning in the past three weeks. Ever since I called her up in tears a couple days after the accident. I hadn't told her the details of what actually happened. Instead, babbling something about PMSing. I don't really remember what else came out of my mouth. Those first few days were now a kind of a haze in my memory. Like a layer of heavy, smothering silk had been positioned over everything. I did recall Mary saying worriedly, You have very violent symptoms. Little alarm bells were going off in my head. Divert conversation. Repeat, divert conversation. I'm great too. How do you and Frank like the new house? Like it? We love it. She smiled widely, spreading her arms as if to embrace the entire room. There's so much. Well, there's just so much of it. I mean, two stories, with a staircase and everything, and a whole field in my backyard. You should see Mimi running around in it. It's like she'd never seen grass before. We did take her to the park and playground, you know, she added, sounding affronted. It's probably because it's hers now, I said. That must make it mean more to her. She nodded. You're probably right. Now I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to exposing her to fresh air and green things for several hours a day. Now better homes and gardens and dog ownership are both smiling at me. It's great, Mary. We finally have room to breathe. She paused. You and James should really think about moving out to the country, too. It's nothing like the suburbs. Nothing at all. Not a single shopping mall in sight. That's what makes it so wonderful, she added quickly, seeing my raised eyebrows. Really, you get used to it. Well, maybe, I said. But I couldn't imagine uprooting myself from the suburbs, in which I'd lived my entire life, to move to either the quiet country, too quiet in my opinion, or the metallic shrieking maze of the city. Even college had been its own little isolated world, surrounded by a suburban environment. I wondered how Mary amused herself while Frank was working in the city, Frolic in the fields with Mimi for ten hours a day? We went into the sitting room, which my imaginary candle-making executive would no doubt laud as warm and welcoming, and talked for a while.
I don't really remember what about. We just talked. I was careful not to give her the idea that anything had changed in the last few weeks. After our last chaotic phone conversation, I realized I needed to be less... emotional. Or she might realize that something was going on. She doesn't know, I told myself. No one can know. I helped her hang one of the paintings she had bought. The last one, she said, giving a wry smile. Was this a taste of what she did on a daily basis?